long-term marketing strategy is more than just a website. A website is definitely important to the strategy, but you also need something called SEO or search engine optimization as well. And my favorite way for ranking for SEO is through blogging. And today's guest, Michaela Spencer of the Comma Mama Co. specializes in blogging for SEO. I'm Tracy Lynn, a boudoir photographer and business coach, and I'm obsessed with helping photographers out of their ruts, sticking points, and holdups, and helping them find their way to the business of their dreams. Back in 2016, I left my job as an overworked dental hygienist and built a seven-figure boudoir business working just 30 hours a month. Every week we chat about photography, pricing, marketing, and all things business. Join me as we uncover your path to sustainable success so you can find more fulfillment in a balanced life, all with a camera in your hand. This is the Sustainable Freedom with Photography podcast. So there's no chit chat today because I'm super excited to dive into this episode. And today I want to introduce you to Michaela. She's an expert and owner of the Comma Mama Co. with over five years of experience writing, optimizing, and creating for creative entrepreneurs. She's a stay-at-home mom of three. She works towards establishing long-term marketing strategies that attract your ideal clients 24-7 without compromising on your day-to-day life. You can follow her at thecommamamaco.com, and of course, I'll link this in the show notes below. With that, I would love to introduce you to Michaela. Hey guys, I'm interrupting this episode of Sustainable Freedom with Photography to chat about today's sponsor. Thelegalpreneur.com is my go-to for all things legal. In the show notes, you're going to find links to everything that you might need, but I want to specifically mention the contract vault, which you can access at rebrand.ly slash TLC contract vault. In the contract vault, you're going to find portrait or wedding contracts for photographers, and you'll even find some videography contracts as well. These contracts work so well with the way we like to do things in my world, which is obviously in the most simple and sustainable way. The Legalpreneur also has a File My LLC service, copyright, takedown service, the Legalpreneur membership, and of course, the trademark course. Visit the links in the show notes for more information, and let's get back on topic. Welcome, Michaela. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. Yeah. Do you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Of course. Um, so I'm Kayla. I am an SEO content expert. So anything that goes with writing blogs, ranking on Google, it's it's all me. I've been doing this for a few years now. So yeah. Organic marketing is my very favorite thing. Like I tell all of my clients, everything like my photography clients, everything that we do, I want to drive to our website and like SEO is the first step. So mm-hmm. that always really excites me. I love this quote on your website. The SEO is the ability to make connections for weeks, months, and years into your business. Like I said, I preach about SEO, but I do think that it's something that a lot of my photographers are afraid to tackle. So can you explain why it's so important to a growing photography business? So you know, with photographers, there's this local aspect. And then you also have this travel aspect because, you know, you can't travel across the world. And Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the fear of SEO when you do have an understanding of SEO is that, you know, what if I get the wrong clients? 
because Mm -hmm. you know people from states over is not going to help you right now yeah exactly (laughs) and this creating SEO blog post is part of putting that local aspect in and then also what you're doing and then also trying to connect with those clients at the same time so it's a lot happening Mm -hmm. and it can be very very overwhelming (laughs) it's definitely overwhelming and that's like a lot of photographers don't even understand what SEO is so do you want to Mm -hmm. explain that a little bit more so that the audience kind of understands what we're talking about all, t- all day today. Yeah. So SEO is essentially the practice of putting keywords into your content, um, or at least content SEO is. So you want to put keywords into your content and Google is going to rank your website and your pages based on these keywords. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you go on Google and you search any type of anything, really, mm-hmm. you never really scroll past that first page. You Those first couple ones, that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want your website to do. When you have good SEO, that's what happens. Yep, for sure. I know for me, when I'm looking at anything, anything below, like the first <laughs> half of the first page, I've already ignored it. So that's exactly what it so, is. Yeah, I skip past those ads. And then once I'm past like the top two ads, I'm like, all right, one of these first three that I see, that's that's what I'm going to use. Yep, that's literally, I was looking for something the other day and I was like, look, skipped past the ads, looked at the next three things. And then I chose one of the next three. Mm -hmm. And that's how my, that's how my brain works with Google. So I read this part on your website, except that I hate social media. (laughs) It serves its purpose in short-term connection, but doesn't build a long lasting community that you see in an established brand content. Content is what bridges the gap between turning connections into clients. And it's 10 times easier when you're targeting the right platforms at the right time. After five years of figuring out the Google bots and managing Pinterest sneaky search engines, we set you up for long-term paid traffic from your ideal clientele. That is my whole philosophy on marketing right there in that sentence or in that paragraph. So I love what you said about that. So do you want to expand a little bit? I definitely can. Um, So my whole thing is, you know, I'm a mom of three, so I can easily forget to get on Instagram, to get on TikTok, to post on Facebook. You know, I ran a Facebook group for three years and there were periods that I did not post for months. So I had a thousand members in this Facebook group and, you know, I just couldn't manage to do it. I've I've gone through three pregnancies now and uh, I'm sorry, once you get to the end, I don't, you don't have a lot of motivation to hop online and show people, you know, your swollen face or anything like that. So that's where the SEO and content comes in. You know, you can forget to post on social media, but once you have a blog post or even just a website in general, that's there permanently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you're, once you have that blog post ranking, so say I have a blog post from 2019 that mm-hmm. is ranking and it still is bringing, you know, hundreds of people to my site every day. Yep. I have not touched it. it. I don't promote it. It doesn't do anything else. It just it's there. So yeah, that's the whole goal. You know, you put it there once and forget it. Yeah. It does what it needs to do. So that's, that's the long-term I connection. Love and you, sorry. And you have those people who are already primed. They're looking for the answer. That's what they're putting in the Google. They're looking, they have a question and they're looking for the answer and your blog or you, you're that answer. And they're already, they, they're already there for that. And yep. you just happen to show up at the right time. Exactly. I have the same, like same philosophy Mm -hmm. as well. So like I have uh, blogs that I wrote back in 2017 that are still ranking. They still bring clients to me every 
all the time. Like I get anywhere from 2,500 to 4,500 views a month on my website from blogs that I wrote Mm -hmm. six years ago. So I love blogging is my favorite thing. So (laughs) I cannot say enough about how great it is because it, that is literally the thing that once you've done it, you can literally walk away and forget it. And you're still going to be booking your sessions out as much as you need to. Like I said, I love content marketing. I always have, but I do think there's a mind shift photographers need to make in order to feel confident enough to write. Do you have any tips to build their confidence? Yeah, just start easy, start simple. Um, so, I mean, blog posts and journal for photographers can be very intimidating because what do you write about? There, mm-hmm. It just feels like there's such a limiting thing. Like you can, you could have a portfolio and then you can have a blog or you can kind of combine them both. And that's where I, where I always say to start, start with your portfolio and turn it into blog posts. Tell your audience the where, the why, the who, if they're comfortable with it, um, any type of extras that you use. When did you shoot it during the day? Did you put this in your studio? Are you outdoors? Is this a local location? Mm-hmm. Just add it all in. And then there's a whole other aspect for photographers of making sure images are optimized as well. You can't just write the the paragraph or the two paragraphs and, and call that a blog post. Um, yeah, You have to go in and optimize those images. You may, need to make sure you have your image alt descriptions. You know, if it links back to anything, go ahead and link it and make sure it's loading quickly. So sometimes, you know, our images are can get a little big. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially with a higher resolution. And we just want to make sure that although you can deliver those images to your client and even put them in your portfolio when it's in a blog post, you have to bring it down for your readers. Um, the quicker your page loads, the better your SEO is going to be. For sure. Um, so one, one of the things that I actually tell my photographers to specifically focus on is like what their clients are asking. So most of them have either been in photography for years or they know enough about it that they know what their clients should be asking. So, Mm -hmm. and they've done consults and like sessions and everything. So they know exactly what their photographers need to know in order to book a session. So I always tell them they need to um, answer the questions that they're already getting asked. So do you have anything, any recommendations for that or anything? Yes. So that's, that's kind of the next part um, is you know, creating a facts and questions Mm -hmm. um, blog setup. And it's even better if you can get even more specific. So if you're answering questions about boudoir, you can answer those specific questions. Um, If you're doing outdoor photography, you know, you answer those specific questions because, you know, you're going to have questions that overlap depending on the type of photographer you are. Yeah. But a lot of it's going to be independent to what you focus on. And yeah. that's even, even better for SEO. So, cause I mean, there's, you can have tons of questions. Like what kind of, what kind of camera are you going to use? Um, how should I dress? You know, yep. how should I show up? What should I be prepared to experience? And, and answer all those questions. <laughs> you can answer all of those questions, go in depth, depending on the type of photography you do. So what to expect from, you know, an outdoor boudoir shoot or what to expect from a studio boudoir shoot or, mm-hmm. you know, just how should you become, you know, come prepared? Um, I think one of my favorites to see photographers do is how can you like mentally prepare for, for a shoot? So, you know, um, a lot of people aren't as confident. Mm-hmm. I say, you know, even when I go for my business pictures, I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know anything. I don't know what I'm supposed to bring. I don't know anything about that. 
And sometimes, you know, talking directly to the photographer can be intimidating. So it's easier to look up a blog post or look it up online. And that's where the SEO comes in. If I'm going on Google to ask this question, you want to be the answer. Yep. <laughs> Especially if I'm already thinking about booking with you. Exactly. And you're building your authority that way too. Mm-hmm. Your clients exactly. will be very comfortable with you because you're preparing them. Yep. Um, that's a, that's another aspect. I believe it's, you know, you have this resource, so they know, you know, what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You're prepared. They feel more comfortable. And then, you know, when it comes back to SEO and you get ranking on Google, even if it's like, even if you're getting three people a month reading from Google, reading this content, that's going to boost your content, your other content. So you have another blog post that you want to write, and maybe it's got a better, better chance of getting more traffic, but harder to rank for. Mm-hmm. that smaller post is just going to improve your chances of ranking for that big one. Yep, for sure. You, yeah. you have to start with that low competition and work up to that high competition. Yes, it all works together. So we kind of talked about it a little bit, but can you <laughs> explain the difference between SEO and local SEO? Because I do think photographers get a little bit confused because they're like, how do I rank locally compared to like just in general? Because they'll just write boudoir photography mm-hmm. as their keyword instead of like in like a localized keyword so how do they how can they rank a little bit better locally versus in general so the difference between seo and local seo is obviously local seo is focusing on the area that you serve you could think you know close to home but if you're willing to travel you know to to states near you or areas near you, that's also going to be included in your local SEO. Now, my top suggestion when trying to pick keywords is to essentially pick a radius around, you know, maybe your studio or your home and, you know, think, okay, I'm willing to travel here. You know, I have places that I'm comfortable shooting here, or these people can easily travel to me. So, you know, maybe 50 miles and pick out popular spots. So parks, you know, if you're in a mountain area, trails, even like wedding venues. And, you know, if you do have a studio, put your studio location in the city um, and just, you know, the main city. So if, so I'm in South Carolina and say mm-hmm. I want to do Charleston, I would do Charleston, but I would also do like Rainbow Row um, or, you know, Folly Beach. Like I would pick out a few there. So go big, then get a little bit smaller by the destination and use those in your titles, put them in your, um, image descriptions, even your URLs when you're writing your blog post, mm-hmm. just place it strategically, not overwhelmingly. Yes. That way when, you know, Google is reading your content because, you know, the Google bots do that, they go through it all. They know where to place you. Yeah. You're not just somewhere, you're, you're right where you need to be and right where you need to connect with your clients. Because some clients might even look locally instead of just, you know, searching in general. And when you have that local SEO, Google will put you based on their location near them. Yeah. I really like what you said, like place the keywords strategically, not overwhelmingly, because Mm -hmm. I think that some people can just be like, well, I should be writing this work (laughs) everywhere. Because I've seen it. I go through like my photography, my one-on-one clients, I'll go through their blog posts and stuff. And I'm like, I see what you're doing. You went a little overboard. (laughs) So we have to back off just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy the balance because if you put it too much, you're you're gonna overwhelm and you're gonna do the opposite of what you actually want to do because Google's gonna be like, oh, um, you know, I don't this is a little spammy. 
Yes, um, exactly. and they're going to back off of it. Whereas another type of content that maybe only mentions it once mm -hmm. can be even higher. And that's where the primary and secondary keywords come in. You pick your primary, you have one of those and you use it sparingly, just make sure it's in some big spots. Um, and then you have your secondaries and those are the ones that are gonna support that primary and still get those keyword usage in. Mm -hmm. So recently wrote a guest post for my website and thank you very much for doing that, I loved it. Um, I'd like to spend the rest of the interview like diving into these SEO tips for photographers and I hope that's okay with you. I just think that they were really, really good and I want to dive in a little bit more. I'm interrupting this episode of Sustainable Freedom with Photography to chat about the TLC shop where you can get your hands on the spreadsheets, templates, and swipe files I talk about on the show. These are proven to help your business hit that next level with ease. Inside, I have all the spreadsheets, the full-time formulas, the budget blueprints, long-term budget blueprints, my photography pricing calculator, but not just that. I have my pricing guide template, my freebie template, my gift card template. Everything is inside this TLC shop so that you can get your hands on them. What's better? Every single spreadsheet, template, and swipe file has a quick video training to show you exactly what you need to do to implement these inside your business. And hit those big goals that you have. Head on over to tracylanecoaching.com slash TLC dash photography dash business dash shop and use code freedom to get 10% off. Now back to the show. So we've kind of talked about SEO versus local SEO. Mm -hmm. How I want to focus on like doing the keyword research, like how to actually um, research, optimizing your in images and some of the people who follow this don't actually have a blog yet. So like what to do when we actually launch your blog. Mm -hmm. So let's start with keyword research. Like what, how do you recommend that they find the right keywords? So to start finding the right keywords, you're going to need a keyword tool. Um, Google, of course, is a free keyword tool, but it can kind of be influenced by our searches ourselves. So there's no, um, you can't quite trust it every time unless you're like in an incognito window or anything like that. The first place, you, so once you find a keyword tool, you start with the basics. So since boudoir photography is, seems to be my go-to right now, um, say that's what you do. So mm -hmm. you put in boudoir photography with key search and Moz, they'll show you a bunch of related keywords. And right now you want to start with something longer. So you want to pick something that's like four to five words. So, you know, Boudoir photography in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to the air. That's going to be our primary. And then we're going to click on it and it'll show us a bunch of suggestions based off of that. And then we can pick out some secondaries. You want to pick about 10, five to 10 secondaries and kind of make sure that you're integrating them throughout your content. Um, but otherwise it it's just starting small and picking something longer. We all want to, like, I would love, if I was a boudoir photographer, I would love to rank for boudoir photography. But that's just not realistic, especially if I'm starting out or even if I'm two to three years in. Um, there's some big companies and there's big names out there that are already ranking and I have to build my blog and my site before I can even tackle those. So we have to start small, then work big. Yep, for sure. So let's talk about optimizing your images. What are the three things that they need to do to actually optimize their images? So for optimizing your images, you're going to need to 
optimize um, them for loading speed. So this typically means you might need to make them smaller, um, the file size smaller, not necessarily the actual size. There are a few free um, things that you can either plug into your website or you know, go online and upload your photos and then re-download them in a smaller file size um, if you need to do it in a quick way or you're not quite sure how small they need to be because it is going to depend on your website. Um, and what you can do is you can check your website load speed for certain pages in a Google dashboard. So, And then the second thing you're going to need to do is kind of resize to match the location on your website. So if you're having, um, and this also includes you know proper orientation, you don't want the wide images and the tall images to be all mixed in and it just needs to be easily consumable for your reader. They don't need to have a whole section of your blog post where it's just one image. Yeah. They can't consume it. It just, it's too big. Um, and then the next thing you're going to need to do is optimize your image all description. So this will be something that you do when you're building out your, out your blog post. Um, normally people won't see this. It's pretty much uh, for accessibility and for Google to read what your image is about. You mm -hmm. want to mention if it makes sense, mention your keyword or secondary keyword, um, where the image was taken up, was taken, what the image is of, any special details. So if it's like an anniversary shoot, if it's boudoir, um, if it's in blue hour, you know, and then credit your business because if somebody shares that image, you want to make sure you're still credited there um, because, you know, Pinterest is a huge thing. So people can go on your website and, and pin that image for inspiration. You want to make sure that you're still linked to it. Yep. Is there a specific amount of photos you think should be on each, specifically for photographers? Because I think that as photographers, we feel like our blog posts are another portfolio. Mm -hmm. And I personally don't feel like that's the case. I think that we're writing for like Google and content. Mm -hmm. and so we don't want to, we want to put the photos, but we don't want to overwhelm them. So is there a specific amount that you think they should have on their blog posts? So I like to choose 10 to 15, um, but I also like to put them in a collage style. So uh, there's a program, it's called Narrative, um, Narrative Publish, that's really good for photographers. And it can help you sort out those photos because you can have big ones, you can have little ones, you can put three in a row and it still looks aesthetic without being overwhelming to, to the reader. Um, for a regular blog post, so say a blog post like the one I, I wrote where it's, you know, it's not about images, but it is about, you know, helping you learn something Yeah, about information. I like to put, you know, two to three, depending on how long the content is, just because that gives a little bit of a boost for your, yeah. for your keyword. Perfect. And then if our, if these photographers don't already have a blog, what are, what do you think are the best steps for actually launching the blog? So first you want to pick out the reason you're starting the blog. Is this just because you've been told you need a blog? Are you actually prepared to keep up with it if you do start one or at least have, you know, 10 articles or even five articles just to, to build out before you drop off, mm -hmm. just so you have something there to send them to. Um, I always say, pick out your, your pillars. So what is, you know, two common questions that you get asked? What are two of your favorite shoots? Um, and then what are just two things you wish to share about? And then do the, the keyword research, have those prepared before launching. I promise it'll help. Um, you don't have to write it all out, but just having the idea there and knowing that's what you want to write about and that it does have um, the possibility to rank for SEO 
it helps a lot and keeping that motivation going because it can it can get very exhausting especially if you're not used to writing content like that awesome. and then when you actually launch share to your share to your audience you want to tell them about it um the more shares that your your blog gets the better not just the better the traffic but the more likely you are going to rank yeah for sure awesome well one last question how should photographers find content ideas? I do think that we've talked about this a little bit and mm -hmm. I have, um, next week I have a podcast coming out that's going to be about content ideas for <laughs> photographers, but do you have any specific recommendations like specifically for their marketing strategy? So the, the best place to find content ideas is pretty much the same for everyone. Look at who you're serving and then look at what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've gone through my own personal messages from potential clients and what they're asking me, I'll look up for similar keywords or keywords that I could possibly rank for that answer that question. And then I write a blog post about it. Or, you know, if I had a really good project and I just want to share about it, I'm like, all right, this is pretty unique. You know, this is something that people are looking for. I need to write a post about it. And then, you know, typically when you start writing, you start thinking of other things that you can conquer. You're like, oh, well, this would be a really good question to answer but it doesn't really make sense in what I'm writing right now. So, you know, mm -hmm. set that to the side and tackle it next. Yep, for sure. I think that's awesome because um, I think that once you, and I'm saying this to the photographers out there, <laughs> once you get started, it, it's like getting started is the hardest part, but once you get started, you get your creativity flowing and you can write. I promise that you can write. <laughs> it's not that hard, but it does take practice. So like, I think the biggest thing is just get started mm -hmm. once you start you'll be able to you'll be able to do it for sure yeah and when you're first starting know you know think about the seo make sure you're aware of it and do your keyword research but just remember you can always go back and re-optimize so if you don't if you're like okay this is my first one that i'm gonna write um but you know i only know a little bit about seo i'm doing my best here and then after mm -hmm. you've written for a little bit and six months later even you're like I could, I know more SEO now. Um, I'm going to go back and I'm going to update this article, resubmit it to my Google search console for a better chance at ranking. And yeah. I think that's, that's perfect um, because you can always go back and fix things later. Like literally for the rest of your life, you can go back. Yeah. And it'll still be there. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. You don't have to like, don't stress too much about it. SEO does help, but you know, it's about getting into the consistency, knowing what you're doing to begin with and um, getting practice in. Because I mean, you're, if you're doing it yourself, like mm -hmm. anything, it, it, it's practice. Practice is going to make perfect and you're going to see what's working and what's not working. And yep. first and foremost, you are writing for people. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're not just writing for Google bots. You are writing for people. So, And that's the other thing, like a lot of photographers, when we start, we're not great, but... <laughs> as we practice, we get really good and you're going to get better with the writing. I know you didn't get into photography to be a writer, but you'll actually probably start liking it once you start writing. Okay. And if, if you don't, that's always something you can outsource in the, in exactly. the long run. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> exactly. One thing I, one more thing that I wanted to mention is I really loved this blog post, the boudoir photography blog post ideas that you have. Um, I'm going to link that in the podcast, the show notes of this podcast. So if you guys need some photography blog post ideas, make sure you go click this link. How about 
where can they follow you? So you can follow me on Instagram. I don't post much, um, but I am there. Uh, it's at commamama.co. And I'm sure we can link it down and below too. Um, we do have a masterclass coming up, which is going to explain, you know, the what, the why, and the how, and the what not to do's of SEO and as a whole, because, you know, we did talk about content SEO today, which is a huge part, and but we didn't touch on off page or technical and like, there's this whole other outside world to consider. Um, and I'm not personally an expert in technical SEO. So I do have a partner that helps with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will be going over that. And that is going to, we're going to be hosting that on March 1st, but you can get access to it, you know, sign up for it earlier. Okay. Yeah. I will link that in the show notes as well. And I'll link your website too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. I really enjoyed this conversation. I will nerd out on this. <laughs> this topic all day long. So thank you so much for coming on today. Chris, it was a pleasure. It was, just, it was a lot of fun, honestly. Awesome. Well, that sounds great. I will link all these below so you guys can check that out, but thank you so much. I'm interrupting this episode of Sustainable Freedom with Photography to chat about my favorite email marketing platform. If you've been following me, well, you know email lists are super important to me and I couldn't do it without ConvertKit. ConvertKit is simple and easy to use, plus their automations will make your life as a photographer so much easier. All you have to do is turn them on and let them work. And don't get me started on the reports. You know how I love my spreadsheets? You don't even need them with ConvertKit. You will know everything you need to know with just a glance at your screen from open rates, click rates, unsubscribes. Although I don't really look at that one because that's none of my business. If you're in the market for your first email marketing platform, or maybe you're just ready to switch to something a little bit more user-friendly, it's time to check out ConvertKit. Just go to rebrand.ly slash TLC dash email to get started. And now back to the show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure that you go sign up for Michaela's SEO course or SEO masterclass because it's going to be really good. It's going to really help you understand what SEO is, why you need it and what to do with the information that you have. It's way more technical than what we talked about today. So if you want more information about SEO, make sure you go sign up for her masterclass and that's in the show notes below. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sustainable Freedom with Photography podcast. If you loved it, be sure to rate and follow so that you never miss an episode. They drop every Monday and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have an awesome week.